It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. It is Tuesday. Normally, that would mean Expert Tuesday. Now, I didn't schedule a guest because my assumption would be that the scan on Aaron Rodgers' throwing shoulder would be completed, we'd have updated information, and we would get to talk about it. And I could spend 25 minutes just talking about Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. That didn't happen because what we got today instead was Mike McCarthy explaining that the scans were done and the doctors are in the evaluation process. Now, this could be taken one of two ways. The cynical view is that they did not want to reveal that Rodgers is not playing because they want the Panthers to spend the week preparing for Rodgers to give them some sort of advantage with Brett Hundley because Rodgers might be close and he might play week 16, and so they, they're hoping they can steal this one this week. That's, that's certainly possible. And without having access to the information that the doctors have, I can't say for sure that that's not what's going on. Now, I would say the more likely scenario is that the Packers knew when they started putting Rodgers back on the field that he was going to be ready to play for this week. You don't put him back on the practice field without the rehab process revealing something. Now, just because he is able to to do normal activity does not mean that the collarbone is sturdy enough to take hits. Those are those are different. The average person might be able to recover from a collarbone injury and return to normal activity, even strenuous activity, under normal circumstances in this timeline. But Aaron Rodgers is not a normal human in that his job requires him to take hits. And it might be the case that he can throw and he can run and he can do anything that he really needs to do otherwise. But if he takes a hit, he's putting himself at risk. We don't know what the situation is there. Now, I think, as I just said, that the Packers know what the situation is with his injury. As someone who has, who has had major surgery and had to rehab an injury... I had a I I got hit by a, a car a couple of years ago. It's true. I was crossing the street and a taxi turned left and didn't see me. I'm six three and was wearing a red shirt and apparently he didn't see me. And I had to have surgery on my hip and I had to. I you immediately start rehabbing, so rehab is not an indicator of of you know being on schedule, but it takes time. And it takes time to go through the process. And there was there was a point where I could walk 
and I could do the things that I needed to do in my daily life. But I certainly couldn't sprint. I couldn't, you know, stand for long periods of time. So being able to throw a little bit or do some practicing is not an indication that that Rodgers is back fully. And certainly you can imagine a situation where he can have full motion in his body and not be able to take hits. But trainers know, doctors know. They know what's going on with his rehab. They know where he is progression-wise. And I'll, I'll take you back a couple weeks. There were competing reports about Rodgers' injury, and it seemed at first, you know, the Packers said, maybe he's out for the year. And that was put out there, and, and most observers, myself included, when they heard that, assumed that that was the worst because the Packers are generally much more cautious about these things. To rule someone out potentially for the season that quickly was a bad omen in the minds of many, including me. But then there was reports, and remember, there were competing reports about what this timeline could be. Rodgers might be able to be back. Maybe, we don't know, surgery, no surgery, six to eight weeks. He could be throwing in six. He could be back in eight. And it all seemed too convenient because the eight-week time frame happened to coincide with when he was put on IR. And so it seemed far too convenient. Oh, well, he'll be back in eight weeks. Well, no. The reality is that's just when he can come back. That's not when he's gonna come back. That's ridiculous. Except that there was a report that the team doctor specifically said, we have a target, we have a target date, we think he can be back by this time. There were independent reports, medical reports, a former team doctor who I would say is is someone that you should listen to at your own risk when it comes to Twitter diagnoses of, of injuries, who said he could be throwing in six weeks and, and back in eight because the plate actually makes the collarbone stronger. And this is what I've been told as well, that he only needs to be 80 to 85%. And this is coming from a team doctor in the NFL. That Rodgers only needs to be 80 to 85% healed, which the bone density scan will have revealed, to be at no greater risk than he would have otherwise been had he not broken his collarbone. In other words, he only needs to be 80 to 85% healed to be where he would have been eight weeks ago before the injury. Which means, theoretically, that he should be able to safely play the game. Now, there's another scenario in play here, and that is he's close. That maybe the bone density scan revealed that he's 75% healed or that he's 78% healed or even that he's right on that 80-ish percent mark and that they need to weigh the risks versus the reward here. And I think that's a very real scenario that could very well be where we are. They may not know. They may genuinely not have perfect information in this case, or maybe they just don't have a clear, you know, because if you were 90, 95% healed, you just put him out there. He's ready. You play him. But if he's borderline, 
Certainly, there's no incentive to give the Carolina Panthers any additional information than they would ever possibly need because there are reports out there already that they are preparing like Aaron Rodgers is going to play Sunday. And it has become a foregone conclusion. The Packers players talking about when, not if. I made a quip about it last week that there is no when if they don't win. And they did. They came back from 14 points down to beat the Cleveland Browns to bring the scenario that we're in now into play. So now where do the Packers turn? Is this just a clever ploy? Is Are they just being coy? Do they know? I suspect that they know. I have a feeling that they know what those scans show. They know that Rodgers is healthy enough to play and that he's going to play. Now, by the time you listen to this, we may have more information. If for no other reason, then there's going to be practice. There's going to be practice on Tuesday. We're going to see the players and those players are going to know more or less what that scan says because Rodgers is going to know what that scan says. And we're going to be able to tell from the reports and the body language and what people are saying and how people are acting. And this is not going to be a state secret for much longer if it is, in fact, a secret. We're going to know what the status is of Aaron Rodgers by Wednesday at the latest. Now, he he can't be activated until later in the week. Remember, this is still an IR situation, so he is, he is not just able to come off the roster willy-nilly. But he can practice with the team, so it doesn't really matter. If we get reports on Tuesday or Wednesday that he's taking first team reps, well, we we have our answer. He's playing. And they're just they're just toying with the Carolina Panthers. Now, there is reason to do this. I, I had someone on Twitter suggest that there wouldn't be that much of a difference, that you prepare for Rodgers and then you can just sort of dial back the game plan if Brett Hundley is the quarterback. And it, it just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. The offense is so different in terms of how you want to attack it and how you want to defend it. If Aaron Rodgers is in the game, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, then the Carolina Panthers are going to be less aggressive with their safeties. They're going to be less aggressive with their run defense. They're going to guard down the field more. There is is such a different game plan in attacking Brett Hundley. Now, the Packers have been unwilling to unleash Brett Hundley's legs, so you're safe there. But Brett Hundley is going to see more stacked boxes. The running game is going to become more of a focal point. I mean, the game plan is totally different. Just because the route concepts are going to be the same doesn't mean you prepare the same way defensively. That's ridiculous. So there is some gamesmanship here from Green Bay saying, well, we don't know. Is Rodgers going to play? Is he not going to play? The league knows. And the league right now thinks Rodgers is coming back. The Panthers thinks Rodgers is coming back. And the Packers, the players, think Rodgers is coming back. All signs point to Rodgers is coming back. We don't know. At least I don't at this point when you're listening to this, when I'm recording this. We don't know. Before we go any further, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. Longtime listeners of the show will know about this giveaway. If you are new to the program, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm Peter. And if you put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus 
Edge subscription. That gets you access to player grades, snap counts, position ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, NFL draft coverage, Pro Football Focus profiles, their fantasy and daily fantasy apparatus, and mountains of data that you would not have otherwise access to because it's behind a paywall. This is a $39.99 value, and I want to give it to you. All you need to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you will be entered to win. The reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one-two punch to keep your one-two punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk. 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, that's what throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. There was some injury news that came out Monday Ian Rappaport reporting that Devon House has a transverse fracture in his back. And that means he's out at least this week, potentially next week. And that's a problem for the Green Bay Packers. Now, it's less of a problem against Carolina because they have Devin Funches. I mean, that's it. And he is hot and cold. The rest of the receivers on that, I mean... I, I, I challenge the listeners of this show. Reply to me or the Locked On Packers Twitter handle and tell me without looking, without checking the names of the non-Devin Funches receivers on the Carolina Panthers. Do it. 
anyone who can name the, the three, I will I will enter the Pro Football Focus Edge subscription for you. I won't. I'm not going to leave a review of my own show, but I will make sure that an entry in your name gets into the drawing. If you can name the three receivers after Devin Funches without looking, and we're going to do this on the honor system. Do not look and and put it in my mentions. I bet you can't do it. I couldn't do it. I I, I looked. And when I saw the names, I went, oh, I guess. But I also went, who? Uh, huh? Who? What? When? Why? Who are these people? Is this an... It, is this an IMDb page for a show I don't watch? What What is going on? They trade Calvin Benjamin. They have Devin Funches. Greg Olson's hurt. And somehow they, they win a game against the hottest team in the NFC when Cam Newton throws for fewer than 150 yards. I, it, is, it is bananas to me. But so the Devon House injury for this week does not kill the Packers. It doesn't it doesn't kill them. Demarius Randall played extremely well once. And I have to gather myself for this. Once Dom Capers let Demarius Randall play man to man and not just man to man, press man. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to shuck you at the line of scrimmage every single time and I'm not going to give you a free release the entire game. That Demarius Randall held Josh Gordon to one catch for 13 yards. And they got into a little bit of a Twitter beef on Monday. Demarius Randall, when asked about it, said he had one catch. Any questions? Josh Gordon said, basically threw his team and his coaches and his, his quarterback under the bus and said, if not for my disadvantages, you wouldn't even be able to hold my jock. And Demarius Randall made a joke about Josh Gordon being back on that stuff. But Demarius Randall has been a legitimate top corner for the Packers for the last two months since the issues and the bizarre scenario where he literally walked off the field. Demarius Randall has been not just reliable, the best playmaker in the secondary for this defense. And they they just need one of those guys. There were actually, I was talking to my editor at the Acme Packing Company blog about the snap counts and they played with two or more cornerbacks on on fewer percentage of the uh, on fewer snaps than it seemed like the corners played and he was asking me how do, you know how does that happen and the reality is the packers only played with one true corner on a number of different snaps now part of that was was cleveland went heavy two tight ends multiple running backs and just one receiver that's something that carolina might do they like to play heavy they might they'd like to play with multiple tight ends i think you're going to see josh jones in the game for the express written purpose of covering Christian McCaffrey. But they're not going to need a deep cornerback crew. Josh Hawkins, this is and this is what I've said over and over again, the fact that he is fast is such a boon for him. And not just because he plays corner, but because he is a backup corner. And so one of the things that that teams love to do with backup corners and guys who don't have a lot of experience is you test them deep. Well, if you can run sub 4-4, then you negate that advantage for the other team. And the, and the Panthers have struggled this season in the passing game. Cam Newton, statistically speaking, has been one of the worst preferred starters in football. 
He's not been able to get the ball down the field, not been able to get the ball anywhere on the field. They force-fed Christian McCaffrey, who has not been as nearly as productive as they would have liked. They thought they were drafting Alvin Kamara when they drafted Christian McCaffrey, and instead they get, you know, maybe Danny Woodhead light. And Alvin Kamara has been the player they thought Christian McCaffrey would be. Now, that's that doesn't mean that, that Green Bay doesn't have to account for him. But it means that not having Devon House in the Panthers game should not ruin their defensive game plan. I think you're going to see Morgan Burnett maybe even play some outside corner. I speculated on the Acme Packing Company blog that perhaps what we would see is some base personnel from Green Bay for at the line of scrimmage, whether it's defensive linemen or a mix of linemen and linebackers and then three off the ball with multiple safeties and just one true corner. Maybe that's hard to visualize, but Demarius Randall with Haha Clinton Dix, Josh Jones, Morgan Burnett, and then three linebackers and four at the line of scrimmage, which would be basically what what heavy personnel is to offense, but on defense. And I think they would feel comfortable with with Morgan Burnett on some receivers, especially the the Carolina receivers. And so the question becomes: Can he play against Minnesota? That is. That is where the rubber meets the road for Green Bay. Now, obviously, they have to beat Carolina first. They have to win that game for it to matter what happens. But I think for this week, the Devon House injury is not a killer. If the Packers win, then and and they're not favored to do so, even with Aaron Rodgers. I saw lines Monday morning at 1. It got to, to 2, 2.5. When you see it, it may be different depending on, on where we are today. Things could change. I've done a lot of ad reads on the show over the last couple weeks and and over the course of the season and and I, I you know I hope you you take them to heart I hope you listen when I when I do them and you don't just fast forward through what I want to do now is I want to I want to is make a bid to my listeners because I I put in a lot of work and I and I hope you like the show and and the the growth of the show over the course of this season has been outstanding and I'm I'm so thankful to everyone that has been a part of that and and the Locked On Podcast Network for doing that and all of you who have listened and, and been consistent listeners those of you who were listening before when Bill Huber was the host and have stayed with me I I I so very much appreciate that. What I'm asking is, if you're a company that's interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44 advertising to them, then your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Lockdown Packers is listened to by 98-ish percent men. Numbers are numbers are changing. Unfortunately, our old platform did not have the most reliable numbers, so we're a little over a month into the new platform. I'll be able to update those demographics. We were gaining, by the way, in female listenership, and I hope that can continue. But 80% of those men are between the ages of 18 and 44, so we're talking about a prime demographic, and our rates are reasonable. So if you want to target sports-loving men and women, 18 to 44, then sponsor this podcast. I'll give you a good deal on the rates, I promise. Email me at peter underscore bukowski at yahoo.com to find out more. The last thing I want to address on this podcast is um, a question that I've gotten a lot in the last 24 hours, and that is, let's say Green Bay loses on Sunday. 
God forbid, I know. Then what? So let's say he plays against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina, a, a, a very good team, we think. Certainly a very good defense. And for whatever reason, the Packers lose. But Aaron Rodgers is healthy enough to play in Week 16. Do you do that? Should you just sit him? Should you try and lose games to get a better draft pick? Or should you not risk injury to Aaron Rodgers? I think the answer is easy. Once Aaron Rodgers is healthy enough to play, he should play until Green Bay is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. That has to be the answer because this is not about just this season. This is about much more than this season because more most of these players are going to be on this team next year. And so you have to set a standard. You have to set a culture of we're going to go every week and try and win these games to try and get into the playoffs. We're going to give ourselves every opportunity to be a postseason team because, look, the Patriots lost, and, and the final score does not tell the story. They lost to a terrible Miami Dolphins team on Monday. And Pittsburgh got torched by a terrible Ravens offense on Sunday. The Eagles, they lose Carson Wentz in the NFC to a torn ACL. They have Nick Foles now. Minnesota still has technically a third-string quarterback as their starter. Why can't Green Bay feel like they can go into the playoffs and make some noise? And so why shouldn't they try and win these games until it is proven that they can't make the playoffs. There are plenty of scenarios where Green Bay gets in with nine wins. They have tiebreakers against Seattle. They have tiebreakers against Dallas. Atlanta has a difficult schedule to close. Carolina has a difficult schedule to close. Seattle has a difficult schedule to close. So does Green Bay. If they lose this week, they're not out of it. They're not out of it by any stretch. Because if they beat Minnesota, who knows what happens. Minnesota could lose this week. Minnesota could lose in week 17. Minnesota could lose out. All of these scenarios are in play. And until those scenarios aren't in play, Green Bay has to go for it. So I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit because we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is cleared. We don't know if he's going to play this week. We don't know what the scenarios are. I suspect he's going to play. I was asked on Twitter what, how confident I was in that prediction. And I said, I think it's more likely than not he plays. Although six weeks ago, I would have told you that is a nutso prediction. But given everything I know now, what I've been told from um, people who know these things, and, and the vibe that I get from this team, the players, the coaches, and from around the league is Aaron Rodgers is going to play. So if he's healthy enough to play, that is the first hurdle, the first bar to clear. If he's healthy enough to play, he should play, period. There are already some people that think, nah, screw it. Lose these last three games, put Brett Helney in there, throw him to the Wolves. Who cares? First of all, why do you, why, why do you want to watch that? Why wouldn't you rather watch Aaron Rodgers play? Who are you protect? I mean, I, I suppose... There is the doomsday scenario that Aaron Rodgers suffers a, a, a more serious than a collarbone injury and 2018 is somehow compromised. 
I suppose that's possible. And there's going to be fans. There's part of me right now that's annoyed I even said that because it's putting it out there in the universe. I've now jinxed Aaron Rodgers, according to some fans. You can't play like that. You can't live your life like that. And you can't run a football team like that. That could be true in any game Aaron Rodgers plays. They can win the Super Bowl this year with this team. I know that seems crazy. I know I know it seems nuts that the, the Packers defense is good enough. By the way, they're still top 20 in DVOA. Schedule adjusted. If you, if you consider the teams that they played, this is a top 20 defense. New England won the Super Bowl with a virtuoso quarterback performance and a mediocre defense. In a wide-open NFC, why can't the Packers do the same? Why can't they make a playoff run? All of these playoff reps are valuable to young players. They're valuable for Devontae Adams. They're valuable for these running backs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They don't know what playoff football looks like. Josh Jones doesn't know what NFL playoff football looks like. These guys need the reps. They need the games. Why why wouldn't Mike McCarthy want to win as many games as he can? His coaching record is on the line. His coaching job is on the line. Every time he goes out there, his job is on the line. So it's really easy for fans to talk about, oh, they should tank. Oh, they should they should do this with the draft picks. Oh, oh, oh. No. They should try and go win the football games that they can win with the best players that they have available to them. If Aaron Rodgers can play, he should play until they cannot make the playoffs. I don't care if eight teams need to lose and JFK needs to come back to life in week 17 for them to make the playoffs. They should play Rodgers if there is any chance at all that they can go to the playoffs because if they get in, they can win. They can win the first round game. They can win the second round game. They can win three straight. They can win four straight. Yes, they can. This was supposed to be a short podcast. I was a little fired up, and so it turned into a long podcast. Opponent Wednesday has been moved to opponent Thursday. Kristen Balboni from Fox Sports is going to talk some Carolina Panthers football. Tomorrow, hopefully, we may have some more knowledge on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see where the injury report is, and we'll get you caught up on everything you need to know about the NFC playoff race. Everything is compressed now. Everything is heightened, and so there's so much more to talk about on a daily basis because the things that are important are so much more important. That means that what we do here is even more important, and that means you know what that means. That means you need to stay locked on happy. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.